Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, welcome, bienvenido, bienvenue, benvenuti a tutti. Welcome, one and all. Thank you for joining me. I'm Dolly Wild, and this is the Oh My God Particle Show, where we talk about science and art and music and good, good, good vibrations and all matters near and far. So ready or not, unpack your imaginations and get ready to rumble through the universe that we are so, so lucky to live in. We are the stars. Warning. Despite the best efforts of iHeart, the chaos in this podcast has increased exponentially since being published. If such chaos has rendered the podcast effective, listeners shall not hold iHeart hosts or its subsidiaries responsible. Claims in this regard should be directed to the International Space Station. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Hi, I'm Dahlia Wild, the host of the Oh My God Particle Show. I love to create as much as I can. I love science and art and where they intersect, like many beautiful languages describing the same thing. I wonder a lot about the universe, like where did we all come from? How did the Big Bang happen? How are we all connected? And what the heck is my place in this giant soup of infinite possibilities? For the last few years, I'd been alone in my 3 by 3 closet with my beloved dog, Higgs Boson. Hi, Higgs. Who's my good boy? So I started daydreaming a lot about going back to the Large Hadron Collider at CERN. That's the Center for Research Nuclear in Geneva, Switzerland. You see, I'd been there a few years ago as a Large Hadron Collider creative fellow. I was mentored by this great particle physicist, Dr. Mark Cruz from CERN and Duke. I went a third of a mile underground into the Large Hadron Collider. Luckily, it was turned off when the particles in my cerebellum would have been smashed to kibbles and bits. <coughs> Dr. Mark and CERN supported me so generously as I wrote infinite drafts of my particle physics play called the Oh My God Particle Show. You see, the universe is kind of large, so it's a big topic for one play. 
I was determined to understand some particle physics and share it with my audiences so I could show people that science is really cool. Lucky for me, Dr. Mark's favorite expression is, there are no dumb questions in particle physics. Because trust me, I asked him quite a few doozies. So I was back at home in La La Land, right? The world was shut down because of the pandemic, and I had a screwball idea to apply for an iHeart podcast contest. I thought, why not base it on my Oh My God particle show theatrical extravaganza? Well, you're not going to believe what happened. I actually won this freaking contest. Apparently, everyone wants to make a podcast, so it was a big deal. Can you believe they call it the Next Great Female Podcaster Award from iHeart and Seneca Women? No pressure here. <laughs> but there was a snag. I'd actually need to leave my closet, take my dog, and get on a plane back to CERN. Where's my passport? Well, I'm freaking out on the way to the airport, right? So I decide I got nothing to lose. I'll go right to the top and give Will Pearson a call for a little pep talk. What? You don't know who Will Pearson is? President of the iHeart Podcast Network? Come on, he oversees the whole enchilada of iHeart Podcast shows. Is Will Ferrell and his big money players, Shondaland, Charlemagne the God, and the Black Effect, and that's just for starters iHeart Podcast Network rings up 250 million or more downloads a month. I mean, that's a ton. That makes iHeart Radio the number one commercial podcast publisher globally. I know, right? But before iHeart, Will was one of the head honchos at Stuff Media. And he created Mental Floss, a media company that he launched in his Duke University dorm room. I mean, basically, this guy does it all. He's not only a laid-back genius, but he's super nice, too. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, Will. It's Dahlia Wild. Dahlia, so good to hear from you. How are you today? I'm kind of freaking out a little. Um, you are so amazing. Like you, you taught us so much at the iHeart Seneca Podcast Academy. Um, but I need you to remind me, what are we doing? Why did you start this amazing program? And what can I do to make sure my podcast is in sync with all those awesome ideas that you and iHeart and Seneca have that you want to amplify women's voices. So could you tell me what to do, please? <laughs> well, as I may have told you before, the good news is you already have a fantastic podcast idea. And you were one of only 10 people selected out of the many hundreds of people that applied for this program. So you should feel very confident about that. But we are excited about trying to amplify women's voices in podcasting. You know, we have a responsibility and there's a lot of excitement to take on this responsibility of trying to bring underrepresented voices into podcasting. And that can take on, you know, we can handle that on any number of fronts, whether that's, you know, trying to find those that have had not had the opportunity to be in podcasting, or in this case, recognizing that there needs to be more women's voices in podcasting. And so we started this program with uh, Seneca Women in order to try to find the you know most interesting emerging voices from women podcasters. And, uh, and so we're excited to have this program. Loved that you applied for it. Loved your idea for the podcast. And, 
and are thrilled to see it come together. <laughs> Thank you again. And I, I thought that was really interesting when Saida Garrett, who was one of the other nine women, she actually said, what do I have to say? And then all of a sudden I started to think, what do I have to say? <laughs> but I did realize something that I guess because there's so much noise in the world and it's a little bit kind of nerve wracking with the criticism and haters. I know one shouldn't be deterred by that, but I feel like I was always a leader. You know, I was a Truman Scholar. I went to Oxford and Duke, where you also went. Yay, Duke. But I feel like I became really quiet. And like I, I wanted to just hide in my cave after being alone two years on my own with my beloved dog. Ten people died, including my mother. And I, And your program was so helpful because I started really to think about, I better find something to say. I have something to say. And if the somewhat decent people don't speak up, we're just going to have more of the same in the world, yeah. right? So yeah. when I was looking at your videos of you in 2007 at Google Talks, was it? And you invented a podcast, right? And a blog in your dorm room at Duke. But you were so confident. So what would you recommend for girls and women to be confident yeah. about their well, voices? I mean, that's, or? that's part of why why we're here is to recognize that there are so many interesting voices and it was definitely no easy task trying to decide which, you know, which of the entries to pick to get behind in terms of making podcasts. In fact, as Kim Azzarelli, who's the founder of Seneca Women and a very, you know, close partner of ours here at iHeart and, and creating this program, as she has said before, the hardest part about this and the most painful part about this, frankly, was having to narrow this to 10 podcasts because we know that there are hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and potentially hundreds of thousands of fantastic podcast ideas from women out there. And we're just scratching the surface, but we're also just getting started and we're really excited to see this program evolve. But we felt that it was really important in selecting the 10 women podcasters that we were ready to get behind and help launch shows that that group of those selecting them would also be a you know a committee of women helping make those selections led by Kim and some of our fantastic executive producers here but I know in, in coming up with the qualifications for it and deciding, you know, what would be our guiding principles in selecting these podcasters, we wanted to find a range of ideas. You know, it was not just that we were looking for good podcasts, but we wanted to make sure that we saw, you know, podcasts across so many different subject areas. And part of what we were excited about in, in hearing from you was your very real interest in in the sciences. And, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were inspiring people across the board from science to politics to social justice to comedy to you name it wanting to think about a breadth of subject areas and thinking about the shows that came on board but fortunately the team really didn't have to focus too much on that because it just sort of fell in place as we started evaluating all the different great ideas and deciding which ones would be part of the program it just somehow naturally happened that there was a really wide range of fascinating ideas and pitches and talent that came in as part of the submission process. Thank you for explaining that so well. As you, uh, The first time I saw you on the Zoom, I was just struck by what a great guy you are. And it's really important to me that even this is a Women's Voices initiative, but to really honor the great men that are supporting women. And then we can kind of model that for other people, men and everyone else to support, you know, their other halves. Yeah, <laughs> so well, thank you. I appreciate that. And we obviously want to get to a place where 
you know, we, we want to try to inspire confidence in creators. You, you mentioned, you know, having seen that, that Google talk and, and my experience of presenting what we were doing, the brand or the magazine at the time was called mental floss. And, um, you know, I think the benefit for us was the stage in life where we were, that we were too young to have been told what the rules of the magazine industry were, or what we could and couldn't do. And so part of it was honestly being a bit naive, just thinking, okay, we have an idea for a magazine. Why, why shouldn't we try to go start it? And so I think part of it in starting a program like this is to take both those who maybe again, maybe they are too young to realize what they, you know, should or shouldn't be doing and what the rules of the podcast industry are, but then also to try to give life to ideas from those who may have been in the industry for a while or in some field for a while and maybe, you know, have have not quite had the confidence or the realization that they too are very much capable of starting a podcast. And so we were simply just trying to find the most interesting creators we could and to do what we can to put the resources behind those shows. And then hopefully over time, you have um, a generation and a you know community of women who are also interested in starting podcasts and hearing from brilliant creators like yourself and the other nine women who were selected to create podcasts as part of this program, hearing those shows and then thinking, you know what, I can do this too. I also have a great idea. So part of it truly is not only educating, but trying to inspire confidence in, uh, you know, in a community and a generation of creators. That's such a huge gift. And I'm so grateful and am extremely interested in that concept of the voice too, not only from when we go to CERN, you know, talking about vibrations and also where do all these podcasts go? Are aliens listening to our sound vibrations? I need to find that out. But I I often like meet young women and I try to encourage them to use their imagination to evaluate the universe instead of, you know, there's so much time that we, our focus goes to other things that might not be the most productive, even though, did you know that the internet was actually started at CERN? There were so many particles being smashed that there was so much information. It was actually uh, kept on one man's head. His name was uh, Mr. Memory Man. I'm I'm not kidding. And then... But he couldn't remember anymore, so they put it on a computer, then a lot of computers, and then the computers needed to talk to each other, and that's where the internet started. And this is a message to myself, too, because I still, even though I'm trying hard to have more discipline, the uh, internet really wastes a lot of our imagination. And so to to give girls courage and, and women, anyone of any age, to use that imagination to evaluate the universe and a lot of uh, women scientists also say how they were told they were absolutely crazy, like when well, we all know about like Marie Curie, but how they, um, you know, went on these journeys by themselves and found these inventions and um, new formulas. So um, was one guy, John Rasmussen, who's uh, he's uh, came to CERN with me, and he he said that it's and he advises a lot of world leaders and comedians and and me. And he um, said that the feminine part of the brain is so important for discovery just because of the way that women see things. Right. So it's from a different part of the brain. So that'll be exciting to inspire, uh, hopefully. Yeah, somebody will be listening. And then how about, so what is it about podcasts that, that keep people coming back and 
what makes a really good podcast? And I heard that people, since they're listening in their cars and in bed, that <laughs> they feel like they know the podcaster. Mm-hmm. But what can I do to really contribute? Just be myself and um, be honest. It's funny that you uh, you know you mentioned people getting to know or feeling like they get to know the podcasters. It's always a, a funny experience for us when we're at public events and fans meet podcasters. It's very different than, you know, at iHeart, we get a chance to see this across a wide spectrum. So when fans meet their favorite musical artist, for example, there's this crazy excitement and it's like they've met this celebrity that feels almost intangible to them. But when they meet their favorite podcaster, the number of times we've watched them just walk up and and just start a conversation like they've known them forever. There's a different kind of relationship that's established between a podcaster and their audience. And we sometimes overuse this word intimacy when we talk about this sort of feeling of listening to a podcast, but it's a really accurate word because it's a very different experience. Most people are listening to the podcast in their earbuds. They might be out on a jog. They might be cooking dinner, but it feels like you're getting to sit in on a conversation between two super interesting people or just hearing someone that you find very interesting, you know, communicating a certain message or some information. And so, you know, I I feel this myself when I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm out on a jog or something like that and you finish it and you do just feel like you've been part of a conversation or getting to listen in on a conversation and the best podcasts really do make you feel like you know that podcast host. And I I know that this is going to come through with the way you communicate as well, because you have this very authentic, you know, communication style to you that people feel like they get to know you very quickly. And so the important thing in producing a podcast is not losing that, making sure that it doesn't feel overproduced, making sure that it feels very real. And there's something about podcasts that that accomplish that, that it's almost, I don't want to use the word amateur quality to it, but there is something that feels like, again, it's not overproduced. Like you're just hearing a great conversation. You're just hearing a great communicator that I think is really, really important. And I think that's what's worked with podcasting. I think in many ways, when you think about the evolution of media, our CEO, Bob Pittman here at iHeart talks about, you know, people's eyes are, are sort of tapped out, like we're overstimulated. Everywhere we look, there is something to see. There's a new form of entertainment. And so we're, we're sort of done in terms of new ways to find entertainment on the visual side. And there was something about audio that sort of found these gaps where we have these moments where we're getting dressed for work or we're cooking dinner or we're out on a run or we're doing, you know, whatever, we're in transit. And there was an opportunity there for people to find companionship in those moments. And that companionship came through, you know, came by way of podcast, came by way of, you know, people communicating certain information. And so we've seen that um, just really explode over the last five to 10 years. And the way that people were communicating or the format has been interesting to watch it evolve as well. There was a point where, you know, maybe seven or eight years ago where people felt like the definition of a podcast was always just two people sitting at a microphone, two hosts, you know, having that conversation. And that's still a great way to communicate. 
we found there's other opportunities as well. We've experimented with a lot of short form podcasts where maybe it's a daily five to seven minute thing, or maybe it's a comedy podcast where there's a whole, you know, troop of five or six people communicating. And it's been really interesting to see that form develop. And I think that's been part of why it's exploded is there was there was a gap there where people were saying, you know what, I have room here in my life for this short form thing early in the morning as I'm getting ready for work or this 30 minute thing as I'm on the treadmill or this 30 minute thing as I'm in the car headed or in the train headed to work, whatever it may be. So I think it was, you know, an interesting space that people, you know, made available to, um, you know, to fill with this kind Mm -hmm. of entertainment or information. Thank you. You explain things so well. Thank you. you. And you gave me actually a lot of courage and confidence to actually start where I am. Like I I was pretty scared to actually get on a plane. (laughs) I mean, having been alone this whole time and also writing and all these really solitary um, endeavors, it was fun for about the first two years. But this past January, I was like, okay, time to get out of my house. And um, but you you gave me so much confidence because that is really for me anyway, when someone says, This is where I am, I'm scared, right. I don't know what I have to say, but I'm gonna try it. So maybe you can come along with me on the journey and maybe I can give you some permission to actually talk about what's important to you. Yeah. And we can start having conversations about new things and that's what my Oh My God Particle Show play is about, dreaming a new reality into being. And hopefully, um, I, I really love that Samantha Wilson from the Black Effect podcast. She's been an amazing mentor. And, I, and I'm and i hoping, because I grew up in New York in uh, Spanish mm-hmm. Harlem, and my dad was a doctor in Harlem and an engineer, diagnosed first case of AIDS in um, Harlem, wow. worked on the atom bomb. But I really hope that the women's initiative, I know the issues are so serious right now, but that we can still be lighthearted and that we can um, not alienate men, but also that the, all the different diverse voices that we can um, be like a United Nations of podcast voices of, or just all of us, hopefully this time is going to pass yeah. where I guess everyone needed to strengthen their voice and their identity, but it just feels awkward to me. And that's my hope that we can move forward to um, actually one of the big principles of my play is that if we're all made of God particles, which are basically called the Higgs boson, which is the building block of the universe, if we're all made of the same stuff, hopefully we could all get along eventually. You you would hope so, yeah. You know, I think just getting something out there, I think one of the other things that we encourage podcasters to do is is to not feel like you have to have perfected the craft before you start a podcast. I think it's really important to get something out in the world. And I think listeners, if they like the concept of a podcast, you know, listeners are excited to be part of the evolution of a show. And I think that's really important. We'll sometimes see creators that just keep delaying and delaying because they want to create the perfect thing before they get it out there. I actually think there's really something fun for the listening audience to be a part of that journey that when you launch a show, it's not going to be the perfect thing that maybe you envisioned from the very beginning. Any successful podcaster, if if you were to ask, you know, one of our biggest podcasts, Stuff You Should Know, the two people behind it, Josh and Chuck, or a show, Stuff You Missed in History Class with Holly and Tracy, 
you know, four brilliant podcasters, if you were to ask them, you know, what they heard, if they went back and listened to their first episode or their 10th episode or even their 50th episode, they would say with each one of those, you know, it's kind of funny to listen how, you know, how new they were and how much they've grown over this period of time. And in some cases, almost embarrassed by what they heard the first time. But the important thing was that they got something out into the world and they allowed it to evolve. And I think their listeners have, you know, get a chance to grow with them. I'm actually excited to see how my voice develops on this journey back to CERN and how I start growing and finding more confidence about what I have to say. And we can uh, talk to you hopefully again. I, I just can't think of anything more exciting than being in a place like that to, like I said, try to uncover what everything is made of and how it all works. And from the Large Hadron Collider to every other part of what's happening there, it just, I don't think it gets any more interesting than that. Maybe we'll discover a new particle or something. Maybe so. Thank you for taking the time and putting me at ease and telling me that I wasn't totally nuts. So I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make you proud, Will. I might have to call you back again. I would love to hear from you. And I'm super excited for your podcast. And Congrats on getting to this point. I'm excited to see it evolve. And yeah, please do. I look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Take care. I like this guy. What a super mensch. I hope they make a lot more incredible human beings like him. I'm going to cook up the best podcast that I can. What did he say? He said, start where I am. Just be myself, whoever that is. Keep it basic. And have a darn good time. And maybe if I'm extra lucky and use my noodle, I will find him the iHeart Particle. I'm off to see the wizard at the Large Hadron Collider at CERN, the Center for Research Nuclear, Geneva, Switzerland. Okay, yeah. Eins, zwei, drei. Oops. Where did my... Okay, this... Wow, that was weird. Holy podcast vibrations. What's this? Einstein's favorite limerick? A funny fax from Frank at the black hole back office. Okay, Einstein's favorite limerick. There once was a lady called Wright who could travel much faster than light. She departed one day in a relative way and returned on the previous night. There's a door to the space-time continuum? Of course there is. It's me, Hedy Lamar. Oy, 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 Hedy Lamar. I thought you were resting in peace. I was. I mean, I am. In the space-time continuum, all space-time happens at once. Holy podcast vibrations. That's a lot to unpack. How did you do it all? Your film career, your inventions? I was different, I guess. Maybe I came from another planet. Who knows, huh? But whatever it is, inventions are easy for me to do. You're gorgeous. <laughs> I have to admit, it's a little distracting. The brains of the people are more interesting than the looks, I think. 
I concur. People have the idea that I'm sort of a stupid thing. Oh, that's not true. I know what incredible things that you did. My podcast couldn't have been made without the frequency hopping technology that you invented. You're the mother of Wi-Fi and GPS and Bluetooth. Your contributions were instrumental in the invention of the Internet. The what? Internet? Is that for fishing? <laughs> yes, if you use a search engine. An engine that searches? I like this idea. Could you help me with this podcast? I mean, what should I tell people whose genius has been ignored? Yeah. Give the world the best you've got, and you will be kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you've got anyway. Do it anyway, because it's in the doing that you will change the world, that you will find the meaning of life. I better get on with the search engine. Obviously, I may have a lot more work to do. Avidison, darling. I love you. Dankeschön, Hedy. I love you and I thank you. Whew. Well, that was an interesting quantum phenomenon. I better get back to this reality show. Let's get on with it. I got a lot of support. I got presidents, Seneca women, a funny facts from Frank at the black hole back office. Science angels from the space-time continuum. My wonder dog, Higgs Boson. Come on, good boy. Grab your podcast gear. We're off to CERN. Let's you and I try to comprehend the universe. That's a good boy. We got this. On the road again. The return to CERN. Remember, keep looking up. Stay positively charged. We are the stars. Goodbye for now. Adios. Arrivederci. Afirzin. Abiento. That's our show. Join us next week, and we'll be talking to more mind-blowing guests. We've got artistic scientists and scientific artists. You'll meet my brilliant mentor, particle physicist Dr. Mark Cruz from CERN and Duke University, and two incredible astrophysicists, Dr. Chris Lintott from Oxford and the BBC show The Sky at Night an exoplanet genius, Dr. Hannah Wakeford. They wrote a fantastic book called Bang! The Complete History of the Universe with legendary rock guitarist from Queen, Sir Brian May, who's also an astrophysicist. Caution, a subatomic adhesive holds the fundamental constituents of this podcast together. Since the exact nature of this glue is not yet fully comprehended, its adhesive power cannot be guaranteed. To date, no known malfunction of the podcast or ensuing injury has resulted from adhesive failure. The Oh My God Particle Show is part of Seneca Women Podcast Network and is produced by Dahlia Wild and iHeartRadio with sound design by Paul Mercier. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.